The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Uh, the local team made some moves, and, and we're going to have a, an adjustment to the Nick Casario scale today. Let's start with uh, Bernard McKinney for Shaq Lawson deal, which, uh, hey, I was all for just whack McKinney. He, he was, uh, before he got hurt, he wasn't good last year. He could still tackle when you run right at him. One thing that I did like about that move is that Shaq Lawson is 26. I'm going to give Nick Casario a half point. You know who else uh, has made some pretty good moves today? Nobody wants to hear this. New England Patriots. Yes. Matthew Judon is a huge pickup for them. Jonu Smith, I think, is uh, a really nice piece. And, you know, you think about the guys they get back. Dante Hightower. I, assuming he opts back in. Patrick Chung. I think that defense could look pretty Here's good. Here's Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780, ESPN, your number 713-780-3776. You can also get us on Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at the underscore Jermaine, at Juggalo, uh, Juggalo underscore Trey 48. And uh, you can also text the show, you know the number for that. And you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And if you uh, missed the first two hours, that's some of what you missed. I think uh, very sportsy. Uh, it, it has been sportsy today because, uh, well, I did get well. Even the cheerleader thing is kind of sportsy. Yeah, sports related. You know, uh, but I mean, it's a, been a sportsy couple of days, man. I mean, we had the uh, I mean, tournament set. The yes. you know, you're now NFL free agency is is moving right along, and your Texans are signing somebody pretty much every five minutes. It I, it's hard to keep up. Uh, Lamont had posted that on Twitter earlier. He said, um, "We've been like three more since he posted it." Yeah, another friend of mine. She was asking about the the linebacker that they signed, Joe Thomas. But um, he says um, this has been the most players the Texans have signed in one season. Do you guys believe all of these new acquisitions will make the team? No, I don't think all of them is going to make the team. No, uh, because what if they draft some guys, like for example, at linebacker? And they really like this guy that they drafted in like the fifth, sixth round at linebacker when he's showing over some guy that they just signed. And he's proven himself on special teams. They'll probably cut the guy that they just signed to the one-year, $2 million deal out of Dallas, uh, Joe Thomas, and keep the young guy because you got a guy who's, you know, maybe 21, 22, 23 years old under a rookie deal as opposed to a 29-year-old on a one-year deal. Younger player, better team control. You know, so you want that quality of depth for the next few years, not just a guy for a body for this year. But what this enables you to do by signing these cats to one-year deals is you can you don't have to worry so much about, you know what, we really need a linebacker here at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's why, I mean, they still need to do something about the, the corners. 
again, you can't fix everything, but at least here, now you've got some depth and some special teams guys that if you aren't able to address that in the draft, then you've at least addressed it here. And that gets you by for a, for a year where you don't have any picks. So, I, I mean, so far, I mean, the, the really the only thing I really like I liked a lot was the Lawson for McKinney trade. Mm-hmm. And I like the Marcus Cannon trade. I mean, I think those two things stand out. Everything else just is, you know, okay, there's a piece there, there's a piece there. Not, right. Not spending a ton of money. I think it's guys for depth, special teams and whatnot. Um, nothing that's really going to move the needle as far as like a, a impact signing is concerned. But like we talked about earlier, the two positions that I'm, you know, most looking forward to them doing something somewhat impactful is corner and wide receiver. And I still say wide receiver, even though you say, you know, if Deshaun's not here, it's not worth it. But whoever is under center is going to need somebody to throw to. Well, you still got a, a presumably Randall Cobb healthy coming back. You've don't got, trust him. I don't trust him either, but he's under contract. It's not like you can go out and replace him. Right. Um, another defensive tackle, Vincent Taylor, one-year, $2 million contract. He, uh, for, well, this, he's former sixth-round pick of the Dolphins out of Oklahoma State. He was claimed off waivers by the Browns last September. He had nine tackles last season for Cleveland. Oh, my God. That's just like um, Joe Thomas, the linebacker that they uh, got out of Dallas. He has 63 career tackles in seven years. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to make the roster. If he does, then things didn't go well. Yeah, a buddy of mine, he's a Cowboys fan. He said that uh, he's a special teams guy. So, I mean, you do need help on special teams because yeah. their special teams were not good last year at all. I mean, there wasn't very much that was good about outside of Deshaun Watson and some of the offensive numbers that he put up last year with the Texans. But defense and special teams really stuck out especially the defense. Yeah, and uh, somebody asked, how do you like the Andre Roberts signing actually gives the Texans a legitimate return man for once. Agreed. Uh, and I don't I don't dislike that either. You do have to, to deal with special teams, and sometimes special teams can win you a game. So finally having a decent return guy is a, a plus. And again, it's just a, a lot of little moves that I look at and say, okay, all these make sense. And you, you've kind of turned your depth over a little bit here. There's there's still a lot to address, but they've still got time to address a lot of that stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. They, I mean, there's still the draft coming up, whether you trade Watson or not. There's still some free agency out there. And then, again, the post-June 1st cuts is another, like, bargain basement type of shopping deal because, you know, teams have to do a bloodletting to get under that cap with the cap going down almost $16 million. And this is the first time the cap has gone down, I want to say, in 10 years or so. Uh, so there was going to be some guys out there that you could sign, pick up, whatever. Uh, later on in free agency, you'll always get those veterans that's out there, like a clowny type of guy who think he's worth, you know, 20 million, but teams aren't willing to give him nothing but maybe nine or 10 million. So you'll get guys out there like that. That's asking prices too high. It's going to get close to camp. He's going to need to sign somewhere, going to want to play and you can pick him up on a cheap one year, prove a deal. Uh, and then again, like I said, the June 1st cuts are the ones where, you get veterans in camp, teams have gotten rookies in there, and they're like, hey, you know what, we want to start this rookie, give him more playing time, so we're going to cut this vet, save a, a little bit more on the cap space. You always get those. So there will be guys that they can pick up and plug and play here and there. Still, wide receiver and corner are my two biggest positions. I need them to do something of some sort of significance besides these you know, piddly depth chart type of players. Yeah, I mean, corner, corner is the one, though, because you don't have anything there right now other than Roby, who's going to miss the first game, by the way. 
Um, the, the, every, everybody else on the roster at corner is just that they don't, I'm not even sure they belong in the NFL except for crossing as a special teams guy. So that, that to me has to be dealt with at some point. And I, you know, I don't think you need to go out and get a $15 million a year guy. I, I think you wait and let some of the, the big dogs go first. And then you go in and try to, to bargain shop because that's, I mean, and again, get somebody on a one year deal. And hopefully that's a guy that you decide you want to keep. And if not, well, you got time to fix it next year. Definitely. I love I like the one year deals that they're doing because it's it's providing depth. Nobody is signing for a significant money, you know, and it's it's gonna free up that cap space after the following year. And another thing that I like about those deals is let's say you get one of these guys in here. You know, for example, the linebacker from Dallas, Joe Thomas. And been in the league seven years, hasn't really done anything of significance outside of being a good special teams guy. What if he actually plays well? What if you want to bring that guy back? There's just no telling because this defense and this team is so depleted to where what if you get a guy, he way overperforms. Like that that offensive lineman that they signed for the two-year, $4 million deal. What if he comes in and takes a starting spot from Zach Fulton or somebody like that and he actually performs and plays well? You're like, you know what? Hey, we found something here. It's one of those situations where they have nothing to lose and throwing the spaghetti against the wall, seeing what sticks could work out for them. Will it? Odds are low. So I wouldn't say that it will, but you just never know. You're throwing spaghetti on the wall. You've never heard of that? I I just don't know why you would throw spaghetti. It's, gosh, I want to say if it sticks, it's cooked right. If it slides down, it's not. Something like that. What a waste of spaghetti. I mean, shouldn't you eat it? Or if you boil a whole pot and you throw one or two strands against the wall, it's not really making a big deal. I don't see the point of one or two strands. I mean, it's just a couple noodles. I see. Uh, I just said that because I cooked shrimp scampi yesterday. And came out great. Did M&M throw it up? (laughs) All right, 713-780-ESPN if you want to get in, 713-780-3776. And um, H-Town Player says, Fred Texans filling the tight end wide receiver look at that tight end from the Chargers. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I kind of think they feel like they've got tight end covered. Oh, I'd rather have Hunter Henry, but again, I don't know that it's – I I don't know that that's the kind of guy that they're going to be in on because he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's still unsigned as of right now, but the tight ends that they still have on the roster, those guys are, you know, young guys. They still have them under rookie contract, so why not keep them and see if you can make anything of them? Especially Kylie Waring, you know, a guy that you drafted while he was a third or fourth round pick. You know, you want to see if you can get anything out of those guys before you move on and spend big money on a guy that you have to come in and put on your team, take up salary cap space. I'm thinking, I'm starting to think Kylie Waring is the. Forrest Whitley of the Texans. He never really existed. Uh, <laughs> the nice things I said about the Patriots earlier, they signed Nelson Aguilar to a big deal. That that there's a big that's a big point deduction. <laughs> so the Johnu Smith signing was huge. That was a good one. I really like that signing for them, especially when I saw that they brought back Cam. They're gonna give him targets to actually throw to who can do some things now with the ball. Nelson Aguilar, eh, not a fan. Uh, Carlos Hyde to the Jaguars on a two-year deal. 
back with Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Carlos Hyde is one of those guys. He's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of running backs. He's good enough to stay on a team and keep a team, and he's he's got like he's been on four different teams the last four years. I want to say he's just one of those guys where he's good enough to keep a roster spot, but not good enough to keep around very long. Oh hell, he had a hell of a season for the Texans two years ago, though. They should have brought him back, but no, no, they needed uh, they needed to trade DeAndre for David Johnson, the corpse of David Johnson. All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five. On ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. No A.J. today. No Aaron either. Jermaine and Trey filling in. Uh, I I don't know if you saw this. Did did you see the end of the Illinois-Ohio State game? Yes. Almost everyone who bet Illinois was pissed. Uh, it was funny to me because I knew something like that was going to happen as soon as I saw Because I had two games on the two TVs in my room. But uh, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, wonder who lost money. Yeah, Illinois was a six-point favorite, and it gets to overtime. Coincidentally enough, they're up six with less than a second left. And the Ohio State guy runs down the court and shoots a meaningless three that wasn't meaningless at all because he hit it, Ohio State cover. And Illinois was just going to push, but apparently that's where all the money was, was on Illinois. So, uh, yeah, if you you had Illinois minus six, that's the kind of stuff that sometimes you just have to – that's a bad end of gambling. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's – you know, in in the whole thing, like um, what's his name, Scott Van Pelt does a whole thing on it with bad beats, and just like uh, Brandon and I were talking about that not too long ago, like just there's just sometimes where you're just gonna get beat like that. You have to be prepared for it. Don't gamble unless you're ready to take that loss. Yeah, I guess it, bad beats don't bother me much, and I, I guess it's because I spent so much time betting on horses and losing by a nose or. Uh, pl- so much playing, so much poker, where you're going to have uh, hands run out that you're like totally baffled by the result. Um, it, so it doesn't bother me in sports betting as much because I, I guess I've seen so much of it in the other places that you know, it's like, eh, that's uh, that's why it's gambling. You can be on the right end of things sometimes, and something like that happens. Uh, did you watch the Grammys last night? Nope. Trey, did you watch the Grammys? Nah, not really. Not really is me. I, I saw the Meg Cardi performance. That's about it. You probably specially tuned in for that one, didn't you? Hundred percent. How was that? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I do like Meg The Stallion a lot. I, I'm. You know what? I share your admiration of her. She's she's a looker. Uh, confirmed. That 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 makes it unanimous. It's unanimous. Yeah. Definitely unanimous. So did, did anybody see? Bill Burr's bit that apparently, I did see this on Twitter. Yeah, that apparently set everyone off. Which, okay, I mean, what were your thoughts, Trey? It didn't really. I mean, you know, I don't feel like he was trying to be offensive towards like anybody other than Caucasian women. 
Um, I th- feel like that was his demographic that he was going after. And um, that's what a lot of people, that's who were the, the most mad was on Twitter, if you noticed. It was mo- mainly Caucasian women that were mad about his monologue. Karens. Exactly. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I've, I have, I've said this all the time. If somebody's being trying to be funny, and if you don't think it's funny just because you're offended by everything, well, okay. Uh, there are lines you can cross. He, he didn't cross any lines here. It just maybe wasn't that funny. But for people to get mad over stuff like that, see, this gets back to what I was talking about. It's like, I wish people would, you know, I don't want to say get a life, but quit being so angry over everything. It's like pick something and then, okay, like I'm angry about this. But it's like sometimes you hear some of the same people get so angry over all different kinds of stuff. And it's like, what do you have in your life that makes you happy? Because all we hear about is what makes you angry. Like what makes you happy? Go and be there, do that, listen to that, watch that, consume that instead of always consuming what makes you angry. Like just do the opposite of that. Why can't we just make that choice to, to do and hear and listen to and consume what, what pleases us or what makes us happy. But I think that's where, like you talked about the turn, is when people started focusing on all the bad stuff and not not the good stuff. I think that's where society started to take a turn. See, here, here's what I'd, I'd like. I'd like to be a ubiquitous being that, you know, is like one with the universe. And so whenever something like this happens and angry Karen's about to start typing on Twitter, I would show up with some weed, say, hey, try this first and see how you feel. And I would do that with, you know, I'd have to be some kind of pan-dimensional super being, which, you know, it's probably too late in my life to accomplish that. But that's what I would do. I'd go to all the Karens and say, here, here, I want you to try some of this. Before you type anything on Twitter about Bill Burr, uh, sure. Uh, In the Grammy. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are, like, going nuts? Why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? Uh, In the Grammy ghost. That was it. Okay. That was it. Hmm. I think. I think that was what everybody got mad uh, about. No, there was some other stuff, but let, that's all right. We'll... I mean, it, it's you know, I, I had a buddy of mine, childhood friend of mine. He's in the entertainment industry, and he's uh, he's dabbled in like acting, mainly music, and uh, last five ten years or so, he's gotten into uh, professional wrestling. Uh, he tried to offer Lil Bow Wow some advice. Bow Wow got mad at him and blocked him on Instagram, Twitter, or something like that. And so I was like, so what what caused him to block you? Like, what did you say? Like, you know, you're not the type of guy that's going to like try to offend somebody or anything like that. And he showed me what he, he posted on Instagram one day, why he got blocked. And I was like, wow, that's where we're at as a society where some, you try to offer someone advice and tell them, hey, I don't think you should go about it this way. You should probably try this approach. And they block you. And, and I mean, it wasn't anything offensive. He didn't call him a name. He was just like, hey, I don't think you should be trying this because the business works like this. Maybe you should do this. And he got blocked all because he was trying to help the guy out. But it's it's that type of hypersensitivity that I think is, is taking society down a rabbit hole of just evilness. Uh, I'll I'll defend. Who was it? Bad Bunny or what? Who was the guy? Bill Burr. No, no uh, my my friend, Lil Bow Wow. Okay. Oh, Lil Bow Wow. Uh, here, here's the thing. Maybe 
your friend's intent was to give some advice, sometimes tone, especially when you do it on social media, comes out completely different. That is true. That is true because you can't tell tone by reading a text no, or a DM can't. or a message. And, and or there's times like when that. people are trying to be funny on here, and I think they're being nasty, and I'll say something. And the the reality is, no, that wasn't their intent. But then once they have to explain it, it's like, okay, yeah, that sort of makes sense, but your tone sucked. So, yeah, it's it, and that's why certain things should be said verbally, face to face, over the phone, instead of trying to read a message. But Again, I'm the type of person where I'd be like, you know, try to investigate it first before I just go off on somebody or block them or whatever. You know, people are going to say things, they're going to do things, and you don't know if it's meant to help or to take a jab at you or whatnot, but you can. But it kind of gets back to what I was saying. Though, is now we all just assume the worst out of people. We assume that people are being a-holes because so many of them are. And, you know, and that, that way, if it, and then there's also the guy who, is trying to be an a-hole and then you call him on it and then it's like, oh no, I was just kidding, guy. Uh, so yeah, th- there's a reason people think the worst. A- and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that unless that was never the intent. And that's why with stuff like this, I don't, you know, did I think it was funny? Not really, but he was trying. And, yeah, you know, a- again, though, people want to see the worst in everything now. That's the problem. Oh, for sure. And that, that's why I say it, it's a it's a personal choice to either be pessimistic or optimistic. And people are just way too many people are just choosing to be pessimistic as opposed to being optimistic. H-Town Player says uh, J-Lo wants A-Rod back. J-Lo, don't do it. Don't do it, J-Lo. Yeah, come come talk to me, J-Lo. I'll, I'll, I'll get you through it, you know. C- c- give me a call. Damn, Trey, you shot your shot before I could shoot mine. Sorry, I'm kind of like um, Allen Iverson. Once I get the ball, let's go into the hoop. You chucking it, huh? Yep. I'm not going to lie. I did at her on Twitter the other day and was like, so, they're breaking up. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just waiting for her to reply. She's probably scrolling through her mentions right now looking She'll for get her. there. I know. She did DM me asking me who the hell this Jermaine guy was. Right now? You, I, Hopefully you told her the right thing. Huh? No, I told her to you this weekend. <laughs> This guy. Oh, man. You see, with friends like this, Trey, this is why you don't need enemies. Yeah. How, how do we even have a why – do, why do we even need to – Okay. You know what? That was, that was, that was sarcasm font, okay? Uh, I didn't see it because I had on my pessimistic glasses thinking <laughs> that you were just trying to get it before me. Uh, I've always said social media platforms need to make special fonts displaying tone. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're – but, I, I mean – one thousand percent agree with you, Lamont. One thousand percent. I mean, I'm sure we have the technology. I mean, if Cam Newton can write in that crazy font that he writes in, why can't we have a sarcasm font, an angry font? You I know? hate that font Cam Newton writes in. <laughs> I I haven't seen it. It's so annoying. It's like, come on, man. I f- I turn into like an old man when I see him on Instagram. I'm like, grow up, you know. It's ridiculous. Seriously, Trey, it it, it grinds your gears. Yeah, that bad? I want to see what Cam Newton is ha- has to say on Instagram, but I can't read it because he it looks like a robot wrote it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna show Fred during the break and see what he thinks. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN your number if you want to uh, get in. Total Dallas says Fred, I'm excited about the gambling side. It even as a math teacher, it's confusing. We're gonna make it easy for you, and we're not gonna just give you a picks i mean they'll be there but 
there's going to be a lot of great learning content, a lot of great fun content, and um, I'm excited about it. We just got a couple little, uh, you know, to quote Doctor Strange, we're in the end game now, but uh, we just got to get through a couple things and we'll be ready to rock and roll. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. Uh, so I'll, I'll ask both of you guys, are you excited for the Snyder Cut of Justice League? What? All right, I'll ask Trey. Um. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. my, oh my god, I've got two people who don't watch. I'm just I'm I'm I mean the I'm kind of plugged into the Marvel stuff, but uh, not really the okay. DC stuff. Okay. Let's I remember the cartoon version of the Justice League on Cartoon Network. That was pretty cool. I, I've never been more sorry about bringing up a topic in my life. Superman versus Batman was good though. Uh let's just let's just move on to something else. Are I, there any race cars in this movie? There's a Batmobile, which is much faster than any of the cars that your rednecks drive. Probably true. Okay, so what is the difference between the regular Justice League and the Snyder Cut? What's the... Uh, it, it, it's, it's a long story that we're not going to get into again. Gotcha. That's, uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a huge topic for a long time with, uh, with nerds like me. So, yeah. Um. Uh, well, I guess we can talk more basketball. We can talk whatever. I I wouldn't mind talking that Snyder cut. Just it's just I'm not. I, I don't know why I haven't like paid attention to it or whatever. I've heard about it and I've heard people say it's a topic. I just haven't looked into it or whatever it is. <sighs> but you know, we nerd out over some of the same type of stuff like SVU and stuff like that. It's just like the I don't know. Oh, you need to get on uh, Law and Order UK. Law and Order UK. What's that plat? What's it's on uh, IMDb. IMDb. Okay. SVU is a good show. I just get really mad during the middle of it. Like I'm like, this is. I get really mad at the suspects. Well, you know, that that show has gotten. I, I think it's kind of run its course. Although I still love Detective Rollins. They had John Stamos on there one time as a suspect, and I was like, this is gonna ruin John Stamos for me. Yeah, you know, I like. Uh, the, I like when they have famous people guest on that thing. Yeah, it, it, it every time they bring on, well, I won't say every time, but most of the time when they bring on a famous guest star, they they play it very very well. Like Robin Williams, the the time he was on it, he did excellent in in his part. John Stamos did really good. I was surprised that John Stamos could come across as like the cool, calculating, you know, uh, uh, bad guy basically in in that episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people on. Twitch asking for uh, is there late hits tonight? No, uh, there will not be late hits tonight. But Patrick will be back very soon. So, um, somebody said people listen to reply, not to understand. That's a pretty 
yeah. smart statement, Texter. I definitely agree with that, Texter. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, and, and and I mean, again, sometimes I'll react to things that people say, but I'm also, especially live and in, in when you're doing instant reaction stuff, then sometimes you do miss where someone's trying to be funny. But um, I'm trying to think, uh, trying to think who else had guest roles on there that, that really stood out to me. I, I, well, now, like, I guess it was the first episode from two years ago. They brought back Sam Waterston for one. That was pretty badass. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I like the, um, the uh, SVU Chicago PD crossover. That was pretty good because I've gotten into Chicago PD since the pandemic hit. I really like that show. Yeah, I, I got into it for a while, and then I, I just I, – I haven't been – I mean, I've been watching this season, but I don't, I'm not enjoying it really anymore. It's just kind of on. I, I don't know when I lost – when I, I, I tell you where I lost interest in that and where I lost interest in SVU is when everything they did was COVID-related. It's kind of mm. like, dude, we just lived through all this. I really don't want to be – I haven't been watching the newer episodes. It's been more or less the marathons of the older episodes that comes on on the weekends. That's what I've been watching. I also have very unpopular opinion about the original Law and Order. The last couple seasons where Linus Linus Roche was the uh, ADA, those were the best ones. Really? Yeah that that cast was better than a lot of the famous people they had before them. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're in the minority with that one because everybody likes the older cast. The, 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 yeah, the first, you know, that's, that is, but it's just like athletes. It's like, oh, when I was growing up, this was the athlete. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's all subjective. I mean, people have their picks and choices. Like um, with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the, the dark-skinned Aunt Viv and the light-skinned Aunt Viv, like people are divided on those lines as well. People, just, people really love the first Aunt Viv. I was really surprised about that. I figured the second one would be who everybody loved. Because she had a longer run. Yeah, that's probably yeah, why. Yeah, that's why everybody thought that that the light skin and Viv would be more popular, but the the first on Viv, she had more sass. The I heard she was wasn't re- as sassy. She was really crazy off the. She was uh, that's what Alfonso Ribera said that she was like crazy off the uh, offset. I could see that. I could definitely see that because she had like that. She brought that kind of attitude to Aunt Viv, you know, dark skin and Viv. So I could see her being a little crazy offset. I get what you're saying, but yeah, it, it's. There, there's always going to be like uh, whenever they switch uh, actors in the TV series or something like that, or they change around and switch the the characters around. There's always people going to say, "Oh, I like this one better than that one," or "I like this version of the cast better than that version of the cast." Remember when they changed the mom and Family Matters? That was pretty bad. I don't remember that. Towards the end, they see the the big uh, the big change when I was a kid. Was they switched dicks and bewitched? Oh, there was Dick Sargent and Dick York, huh? And you never switch dicks. I mean, that that just doesn't work <laughs> out. But you know what? Though? I, I watched this weekend, and I, I I owe an apology to, because uh, I had watched the first twenty minutes of that coming to America sequel, mm-hmm. and it was awful. And the wife wanted to watch it, so I sat down. And if you get through the first 20 minutes, it actually gets better. And by the end, I thought, you know what? That wasn't bad. And I mean, I, I thought, I mean, if you haven't watched it, the first 20 to 30 minutes, you really have to stick with it because it's just, it's just not very good. But by the end, I was like, you know what? I, I don't hate that I watched that. 
So I, I, I owe coming to an America to, coming to America number two, an apology. Nice. I, I still haven't watched it yet. I don't have Amazon Prime, so I don't have the Prime Video or whatever. Still haven't watched it. Need to get a code or a password or something from a friend and log Or you can hit it. up the Pirate Bay. You know. No, no we no, do not. We do not do any circum- illegal streaming tray. And no, we do not uh, condone that in any way, shape, or form. As somebody who's had his crap pirated tray. Yeah, that's a good point. Suck it. It's a good point. Yeah, but I, I uh, this weekend, after hearing the news of Marvin Hagler passing, I went back and watched some of his old fights. Uh, that that those those three rounds against Thomas Hearns was maybe the, one of the greatest matches of all time for how short it was. Oh hell yeah, easily, easily. But and and you can go back and watch that. I mean, he was an amazing fighter and not that old. So I don't I don't he know sixty six. I mean, I, I don't know what's happened to him since then or what he's lived like, but that's not long enough. He he got frustrated with Ray Leonard not giving him a rematch and ended up retiring from boxing, which Ray Leonard ended up like two months after Hagler retired. Can't said, oh, I'm coming out of retirement now. Um, he also ended up moving to Italy and became an actor over there and then came, moved back over here and settled down in New Hampshire. Hmm. But yeah, he was uh, he was tremendous and. Boy, Hearns, that that was such a golden era for boxing. There were so many great fighters, and he was he was one of the best. And if you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's go, where I found him at. Yeah, go find Hagler Hearns and just watch that. And I, I went back and watched the, the the him and Ray Leonard's fight again. And I, I kid you not, I was talking about it with a friend of mine. I was like, you know, every time I watch this, I score it differently. And you know, the, due to the recency bias of him passing, I, I almost wanted to score it for Hagler. But reading up on and remembering like why Leonard fought the way he did, I see why he won the fight because he made things look good. He didn't just do great. He he made it look good at a certain time in the round to get the points. But uh, yeah, the, the, the interesting part about that Hagler Hearns fight was that Hagler had a cut in his forehead. I can't remember if it was in the middle of his forehead or over, over his eyebrow. They stopped the match and had the doctor look at him, and they almost called the fight. And he said in interviews since then, he was like, I knew I had to destroy this guy because I didn't want the fight to end like that. And one of the most intimidating-looking dudes in the ring, too. Oh, easily. I mean, he just – he. I mean, I would never, never want to box a guy like that. Just just from his appearance, he looked like a freaking Terminator. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he was. I mean, on top of it, he was. I mean, he had, what, 62? Two wins, I want to say, 52 of them by knockout. Yeah. But uh, the, one of the things about his look that made him a little bit more intimidating was the fact that he wore those blue velvety-looking shorts. You know, just this bald, glistening head and this mean mug look on his face, and then he's got on, like, these blue velvet shorts. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, I'll tell you what else is pretty cool. New brakes, and if you need to get your brakes repaired, now now's the time to get them checked. And new brakes can do it. They're going to come to your house. Yep. And a lot of guys have had this done now. They, uh, uh, I, I get texts all the time. It's like they came to my place yesterday, super nice and quick. Uh, had them out to repair dad's car a few weeks back. Could not be nicer. Uh, just had new brakes installed on my mom's car. They were quick and reasonable. All the time I'm hearing stuff like this, and, and you can be the next one. All you have to do is go to newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. They will come to you. Doesn't matter if you're at home. Doesn't matter if you're at the office. They'll come to your office and do it. Uh, if you need to send them to a family member's, they'll go and do that too. They're twenty to fifty percent more affordable than shops and dealers on average. They do great work. They're great people, 
And uh, they're backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. And uh, you'll get an instant online quote if you just go to newbreaks.com. That's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. And mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off. They're going to get right back to you within a couple of minutes. They'll reach out. They'll learn more. And then you're going to get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. So there's no surprises when they come out. Newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, 10% off your service. Newbreaks.com. This is the Blitz, the Blitz. on ESPN, ESPN. 97.5. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we are back on the Blitz final segment of the show. That kind of snuck up on me. Uh, you know what? Even though AJ's not here, I have a dumbass report for the people. And we start with a man who was on an Alaska Airlines flight. He was 20, 24 years old, and first he refused to wear a mask, and then he urinated in the cabin. <laughs> what? 24-year-old Landon Greer was uh, disrupted the flight, and uh, he could get 20 years in prison for not wearing a mask and peeing. Uh, basically, he's uh, he stood up, urinated in the cabin, Faces a federal charge of interfering with a flight crew and attendance. He carries a maximum term of 20 years in prison and a possible $250,000 fine. FBI arrested him uh, after the flight landed March 9th, and they interviewed him. And crew members says Greer appeared to be trying to sleep, but swatted in an attendant when she asked him to repeatedly to put on his mask. A uh, passenger later summoned attendants because Greer was urinating in his seat area. So, uh, the agent said Greer told him he had several beers and a couple of shots before boarding the flight, fell asleep on the plane, and awoke to being yelled at by the flight attendants who told him he was peeing. He said he had no recollection of hitting the flight attendant and didn't know if he was peeing. Uh, I, I was getting ready to ask, what was his blood alcohol level? What did he take? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they tested him by the time he landed. But, uh, all right, you know, we, we hear about teachers and students all the time. And one thing you probably don't want to do, I mean, if you're a teacher, is uh, pour liquid nitrogen on a student as part Ooh, of a science demonstration. What? A former chemistry teacher at a suburban Chicago high school has been convicted of reckless conduct for pouring liquid nitrogen on a student during a science demonstration in 2018. Of course, it injured the earth, uh, youth. A jury on Tuesday found Gary Broderson, 66, guilty of one count of endangering the health of a child following a two-day trial. Uh, it's a misdemeanor, but he was performing a science demonstration in front of the class, and he poured liquid nitrogen on a male student's chest and groin area. <gasps> did the kid Bro. Did the kid let him do this? Yeah, did he volunteer yeah, for it? Because I might be team teacher on this one. I'm not. I mean, I mean if the kid volunteered. Oh, you know what? If you if you volunteer for me to go ahead and put a gun to your head and shoot you, that's okay. Depends on what day it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The student had volunteered 
but did so with the understanding that the nitrogen would be poured over his chest area, not his groin area. Man, bro. I, I bet you don't oh, do it at all. Goodness gracious. Um, are you uh, familiar with uh, Rosamund Pike, the actress? No. She was just in that I Care A Lot where she played a really creepy... AJ didn't like that show, but I, I thought it was dark and uh, I thought she was pretty pretty evil and I liked it. That was the show y'all were arguing about last week, right? We're really arguing. I was debating. Well, yeah, he forth. of course, he overreacted. So you said it was great. I said, no, I said it was interesting. I was curious what you thought. But uh, it was better than he thought it was. My mom was watching that. I got to check that out. Well, she is officially weird. You're just now figuring this out? Uh, well, she's got a bunch of stuff in the past, but like any award she wins, she buries them in her backyard. Really? Yes. Well, I but, guess you don't want to get too uh, too high and mighty. You don't want to fly too she, close to she the feels, sun. She feel, finds it uneasy to display them in your home. And she says, I, I think it's amusing because in the future when I'm dead and gone or when someone else buys a house, there will be landscaping and they'll hit metal and, th- metal and think they found buried treasure. And in fact, they found a host of awards, and they'll think, "What? What's this about? Why don't you just put them up in a closet or something?" Add it. She's she's a dumbass. That's why. That's why she's in the report. And finally, good lord, we have a Karen. A TikTok user in Australia uploaded a video where an older woman began berating him outside of a McDonald's, demanding to know why he was permitted to park in a handicapped spot. Um. She's going off. Yeah, it turns out he only has one leg. Ooh. Oh. Not a good look. And so he says, obviously, you can't see my disability if I'm in the car. So please tell me why this great this old lady thought it would be a great idea to approach me and knock on my window and demand to know why I'm parking here. Now, here's the thing. Did the old lady, like, did he take a parking spot that she thought she should have and that's what set her uh, off? Maybe or? so. Was there not like a handicapped decal? Because I'm pretty sure the guy has a decal somewhere on his car. Oh, I, I'm sure he does. But he said that he posted a second video where he confronts a lady who is horrified to learn that he's missing a leg. Uh, the woman admits to questioning his disability only because so many young people without issues take over handicapped spots. Some people just need to mind their own business. She's mm-hmm. part of that sect of society that we talked about earlier. You know what it reminded me of? I think it was, was it uh, me, myself, and Irene where he's Hank and he sees the, the healthy guy park in the handicapped spot and he goes and dumps dumps trash in the car and the guy's wheels out a dude from inside. Oh, yes. I think that's what it was. <laughs> so, you know, maybe before you start bitching about people and saying, oh, you're not handicapped, you might want to make sure that they've got two legs. That, that would just be my advice. I mean, how about minding your own damn business? And even if he is stealing a spot, like, so what? But if he has a decal on his car, then shut the hell up. Yeah. All right. The, that is your dumbass report. And uh, IOT says, good show. Bring this dude back. Guess guess what we're going to do? We're going to bring him back tomorrow. Yes. Do it again. Nice. So, you know what, Trey? If you could just get the open down, you're going to be all right. I think so too. Um, I, I'm getting better each day. You you did better with the uh, you did better with the rewind. Still not perfect, but much better. Yeah, you basically left me out of the rewind. Yeah, well, that, that was probably smart. But he also you also did a really good job with the music. Uh, and I, I'm gonna say solid B plus today. Nice. That's good. 
that you know, assuming you don't bleep up the the exit here. No, nah, I think I got it. I can land the plane. So yeah, because you, your takeoff was rough. Yeah, yeah, it happens. So, well, you it, know, it was so funny because he timed it perfectly, and I was right about to. I, was, I just wanted to say, "Damn, Trey, you nailed the open." And then the Friday Friday song shows up. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh, that's my B." I I know it is. I mean, we. Well, it ain't ours. <laughs> yeah, no, there's only one producer in that room uh, over there. I had to coach better. Uh, yeah, you got to <laughs> produce better. Uh, but no, I mean that that was. I mean, you're getting it down. I'm very proud. Thank so, you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jermaine did pretty well today, too. We said, we'll, we'll give him another chance tomorrow to see if he can improve on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy. So uh, we do have that bracket madness thing going on. Do we wind up giving away the – do we get a giveaway winner? I think so. Okay, cool, because I gave that away on Twitch. So, all right, every, everything that we needed to get taken care of today has been taken care of. And uh, – Warren asking where is AJ Gay Porn Awards? Um, you know what? He didn't get. He wasn't a finalist this year for that. You know the whole COVID thing. Most of the they had to make it with. You know the the movies weren't the high quality that you're used to seeing, and um, yeah. But no, no, he's in Vegas. All right. If there's 30 seconds left, there should be music playing. There we go. All right. That's gonna wrap it up. B minus Trey. No, no, he's still, he's still <laughs> B plus. Although this is not the song we go out with, so I told you B minus. I'm still giving him a B plus. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, it is. Never mind. Oh, yeah, I was I, fixing to sorry, say. Trey. I know. I'm just used, sorry. I'm used to hearing it for 30 seconds before. Yeah, that, you yeah, you're right. Things, you make so. good point. All right, good job, Trey. Good job, Jermaine. We'll do it again tomorrow. Till then, stay sportsy, bitches. ESPN 97.5.